The state of Illinois and many of its cities will face a huge financial crisis in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic. What can the state do about it? And what should the federal government do to help? We'll talk with a leading expert in government finance, the University of Chicago's Michael Belsky, on this edition of Capital Cast. Hello and welcome to Capital Cast, a regular podcast of Capital News Illinois. I'm Peter Hancock. On April 15th, Governor J.B. Pritzker spoke during one of his daily pandemic press briefings and laid out how much of a financial hit Illinois is likely to feel. Folks, you don't have to be an epidemiologist to see that the virus is going to hit our budget hard. A reality that is being visited upon every state in the United States. The bottom line is this. Budget experts estimate that Illinois will have a $2.7 billion shortfall of revenues for this fiscal year and a $4.6 billion shortfall for next fiscal year. Now, Pritzker emphasized that those are just preliminary numbers. No one yet knows how long the economic lockdown will last or exactly how big the impact will be. But we do know it's going to be big, and for a state like Illinois that's been operating on a very thin margin in recent years, that's likely to be a big problem. Michael Belsky is the executive director of the Center for Municipal Finance at the Harris School of Public Policy at the University of Chicago, and he's considered a leading national expert on government finance. He's with us by video conference. So I wanted to start off asking you how this financial crisis for the state compares with previous crises like the Great Recession, and what sort of lessons did we learn from those other crises that could apply here? Well, it's hard to say whether this will be worse than the Great Recession or not, because part of it is we just we just don't know the duration. My sense is that it is going to be, uh, that it might even be a depression. Um, the, the lessons learned that have, been, have really been uh, evolving over time. I mean, it really, all the way going back to the Depression, uh, during the Depression, um, there were defaults uh, and bankruptcies. Uh, the, the first state was Arkansas, and uh, what, what came out of that is that there was a, a broader diversification of taxes. You know, there used to be sole reliance, let's say, on, on the property tax or the income tax, and now cities and states have a whole variety of, of taxes. What came out of the Great Recession, though, was, uh, I believe, a much bigger commitment to uh, establishing rainy day funds for this very purpose. Uh, you know, having a portion of your revenues set aside in your general fund. Uh, also doing um, revenue and expenditure forecasting over a three to five year period and, and doing stress tests on it. Uh, say, you know, if, if revenues dropped by 30% or expenditures went up by 10%, you know, what, what's our contingency plan in the budget? Um, and so that so that they were prepared, uh, and of course one first line of defense was to tap into your rainy day fund until you could work through 
the decisions you gotta make to get back in uh, balance. Um, so many, many states have put those sorts of things into place. Um, the ones that have not are gonna be the most vulnerable. Well, and Comptroller Susanna Mendoza has said that Illinois' rainy day fund is would basically take care of about 30 seconds of state operations. I mean, the state right. simply right. doesn't have one. Don't have one, and un- unfortunately, I think the principal reasons for that is that this state has very high fixed costs. Uh, and, and what that means is that these are costs that they can't get around. So indebtedness is one of them. Uh, but the big thing is, is the pension payments. And there's, so once, you, once you pay for those things, uh, everything else that's left has to go to uh, provide basic services. And we know um, during the budget impasse that uh, higher education, uh, secondary education, infrastructure, all these things the states do in order to grow their economies. You know, you have human capital that's educated, you have uh, roads to move goods um, to market. Um, all, all those things were short-changed. And, uh, and then when uh, things came back around with respect to uh, changing the income tax uh, rate, uh, and the budget finally getting passed, there's a lot of catch-up that has to be done, and then you have these fixed costs, so you don't have the ability to set aside money. Um, and, and it really is something that should have been done 10 years ago. They should have been, especially if you were in a, 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 an era where, like the 90s, where revenues are really robust, uh, and, and perhaps outstripping expenditures, that's when you should have been setting aside money every year. Yeah, uh, you mentioned pensions. Um, in addition to the fall off in revenue from corporate and personal income tax and sales tax, the pension funds are probably going to take a hit because of gyrations in the stock market. They're not right. going to meet their earnings targets. So it's right. kind of a double whammy uh, for Illinois and two very vulnerable spots. Um, right. Is there anything they can do um, short of following Mitch McConnell's advice, um, like filing bankruptcy. You know, Mitch McConnell's uh, comment, in my view, is very irresponsible. Um, I, I can understand where uh, people are coming from, you know, that have dealt with corporate bankruptcies where you reorganize and uh, you, you impair bondholders, you impair pensioners. Uh, I think I think the uh, the problem with that is it it's really a slippery slope in that there's a moral hazard. You know, anytime there's a bad actor in government that increases indebtedness and and you know runs deficits and proves that they're insolvent and just say, hey, we're we're declaring bankruptcy and. And we are, uh, and, and you know, in, in municipal bankruptcy, creditors can't put you in bankruptcy. It's your own, it's a voluntary thing on the part of the government. Um, so I would be concerned about that. Now, constitutionally, there's a question as to whether 
states can declare bankruptcy because they are sovereign. And, uh, you know, right now, municipalities can go bankruptcy, but only uh, if they're enabled by their state. And about half of the states don't enable it. And that just kind of speaks to their sovereignty and the bankruptcy courts. Um, so there, there would be a big, a big challenge. Um, I think Illinois is in in trouble with respect to its pensions. Its pensions already were in trouble. They're not well funded. I, I think they were making attempt to uh, improve improve funding. So uh, to me, it's a matter of resources and. I think we have a very antiquated tax system, uh, and in a perfect world, you know, we should be taxing services. We don't. We don't tax both areas of the economy. Uh, you know, people, our, our, our sales tax is very high. It's imposed on goods, yet the growth in the economy has been in services, and we don't tax that. And in my view, you know, those service businesses benefit from state services, but they're not they're not paying for it. Um, and, you know, the same thing with, you know, the, although it's a tough pill to swallow is we don't tax retirement benefits. Uh, we're an outlier on that. I think us and maybe Mississippi. Um, so there are other sources of revenue. And here, I mean, this is kind of the tragedy of this kind of coronavirus is that uh, even if the state, you know, had turned around, it was going to be hard politically to get some of these things passed. Uh, now it might be impossible because you, you can't squeeze blood from a turnip. But, you know, what I would have said in the past is enact these new revenues, broaden your tax base. You might even be able to lower sales tax rates if you have a broader base. And any new money that comes in, needs to be locked, boxed up, and put towards the pension. Because the pension is debt. You know, it's just like bonds, it's debt. It's, it's a soft liability, which means you don't have to pay it. You know, you have to make sure you pay your retirees, but you don't necessarily have to put money aside today to meet your future obligation. And that's what's happened for a long time with the state. They weren't doing that. Um, there's a lot of talk this week about whether or not the federal government should uh, be uh, offering some bailouts to states. One of the things they did in the Great Recession was to increase the um, Medicaid match rate, uh, what's called the FMAP, which was a quick way of injecting capital into states. Uh, is that something they sh you think they should be looking at right now? Is, is that an effective way of... Uh, helping ease the burden so that they can use general fund money for other purposes? Right. I, I think, well, here's what McConnell said. McConnell was reluctant to provide any sort of federal support because he believes that places like Illinois are going to squander it away on fixing their past mistakes. I believe if you, if you craft legislation that is very specific in terms of what they would do with any replacement dollars is, is the way to go. So that that sort of policy, you know, make sure that it goes towards Medicaid. Uh, and, you know, if, if they were going to do some revenue replacement, you might want to specify that 
X number of dollars has to go to education. X number of dollars has to go to public safety. Uh, X number of dollars has to go to infrastructure. So, yeah, I think they should be doing things like that. Um, and finally, I want to ask you, in addition to all these other revenue streams that are going down, people aren't driving anymore. And right. motor fuel tax receipts are going to take a big hit. And the state just enacted this huge capital plan, right. which is largely reliant on motor fuel tax revenues to pay the bonds that are being issued to fund those projects. Right. Uh, is the rebuild Illinois plan in danger, do you think? At least in the well, short term? Yeah, I mean, if I were advising uh, a municipality or a state on what they might do in this fiscal crisis, one of the things I would say is that you probably, if you, to the extent that you have cash set aside to do infrastructure, uh, it might be a time to defer the investment in infrastructure and use that cash for life safety basic services, you know, to the extent that you need more than what the federal government might come through with. And then you just take that project up at a better time. Um, it's, you know, again, it's not ideal, it's not a good practice, but when you're in a fiscal crisis, um, you know, necessity is the mother of invention, and you, you kind of do what you got to do to just keep, keep the state going. Okay. Um, also, I wanted to ask you, because you teach uh, municipal finance, how many cities in Illinois uh, are going to be damaged by this? I mean, Chicago has always had its own financial problems for a long time, but um, cities like Rockford and Peoria and Springfield, um, how big of a hit are they looking at? I, I think, um, you know, the some, some of them rely on property taxes and that that will lag because you know they're, they're going to pay taxes based on past values that were good but i think ultimately uh property values are going to go down the same way they did in the 2008 recession because there'll be less demand for new housing uh you know or, or to buy a, a home so they're going to get hurt in that regard. Many of them rely on sales taxes. Uh, so they're certainly hurting on that right now. Uh, some of the federal effort uh, with funding the, the, the 500 billion they're talking about is maybe allowing, uh, allowing um, counties and states to actually funnel money towards, uh, towards these uh, smaller communities, um, some of the money that's going towards small businesses uh, will help. The, the problem is, is that if this goes on for a long time, you know, the federal government just can't keep pumping money into these small businesses. And when they close, they're going to go away. I mean, we, I, I was the mayor of Highland Park and our pride and joy is our walkable downtown with great restaurants, great shops. Uh, if, if, if this goes on for some time, uh, they'll close and they're not coming back. Uh, mm. It's not gonna be like when this is over, uh, they're just gonna turn their lights back on. Uh, it's, you know, it's very difficult to, uh, 
Um, you know, unless you have very, very deep pockets to do that, a lot of these businesses uh, kind of, you know, run hand to mouth. Uh, so, so I'm, yeah, I'm concerned. I think we're going to have a lot of local economic damage around the state. Okay, Michael Belsky, thank you for being here. Yeah, I wish I, I, I wish it were a better topic, but I'm happy to come back anytime. That was Michael Belsky, Executive Director for the Center for Municipal Finance at the University of Chicago. And that'll do it for this edition of Capital Cast. Capital Cast is a production of Capital News Illinois, a statehouse reporting project of the Illinois Press Foundation. Until next time, this is Peter Hancock saying stay safe, stay home if you can, and thank you for listening.